Angela's looked at the national picture. Um, what I'm going to do is take you through what's happening locally, and it will be a little bit of a whirlwind talk. I said, you know, I need to come on, and I, I, I don't want to wait into into Andy's time. So effectively, what I'll be looking at is what is the situation in Hull? What numbers are we looking at? What difficulties are people presenting themselves with when they actually approach the, the, the councillors as being homeless? I'll give you a flavour of what's happening in Hull with regards to the provision of temporary accommodation and also what we do to prevent homelessness. And then at the end, maybe just some comments on how we can all go forward, all look at the common goal um, that, that, that we should be trying to achieve. <clears throat> so the, the, the picture in Hull. During 2015, we had over 7,000 households, and I say households, not people, households, approached us saying that they <clears throat> were threatened with, with homelessness. Out of that, we managed to prevent over 5,000 people from actually becoming homeless. And we do that in a number of ways, either through negotiating with private landlords to stop evictions, negotiating with um, mortgage lenders to stop evictions, negotiating with people's parents to try and ensure that young people are not thrown out of the house by, by, by the mum and dad. We actually accepted 360 households under the homelessness legislation. And I won't, I won't go into the intricacies of that, but there is a difference between being statutory homeless and the definition, I think, that we commonly look at as, uh, as homeless. Out of that 360, just about all of those would have been families, and families with dependent children. And that is on the increase, picking up on what Angela said, and I think the comment that was made with regards to all the changes that we've seen nationally, will that have an effect upon evictions? And yes, I, I think it will. We've, we have got an issue in Hull with regards to rough sleeping. Every year we've got to do an official count where we send figures through to national government. <clears throat> in November, we, we lasted the official count in November of last year. And we do that on the same night that it's done in the, in the sub-region. So on the same night we're doing our count, East Riding's doing theirs, North Yorkshire's doing theirs, <clears throat> and the, the two authorities on the, on the South Bank are doing theirs. But having said that, in Hull, we're very lucky because we've got a rough sleepers outreach service. And we actually do have people who are out every night, knowing the hot spots where people sleep rough, and going out on the streets trying to help people into accommodation, but also allowing me, as the person who uh, has got the responsibility to strategically manage homelessness involved, to know exactly what is going on in, in the street. Issues that we have with regards to then trying to help people into accommodation is people are sometimes reluctant to engage with the council and other statutory services to, to try and provide assistance. They feel uncomfortable doing that. And that's where you know, probably people in this room and the wider community dealing with homelessness have, have got a role to play. The key cohort of, of these 20 rough sleepers that we've got 
all just about all present with mental health and drug abuse issues and that in itself creates a further difficulty in that it's very difficult to get mental health assessments for those people and to get them into primary healthcare services. <clears throat> well we do manage to secure accommodation for, for, for somebody, there can be problems with regards to people not being able to maintain or sustain a tenancy, um, lacking somewhat in, in living skills. So in Hull, we do commission what's called floating support services to help people in their own homes with bills and, and, and general living skills. A point that I, I would like to emphasise, although <clears throat> I don't want to get into any great detail with it, is that I do know that there is a perception amongst some people that people who, who beg are people that are rough sleeping and people that are rough sleeping are people that are begging. And that is not the case. There very often are two very discreet groups and people that you will see begging on the street. I know for a fact that a lot of them have got their own accommodation because they're living in council accommodation. It's true. Right, so what's going on in Hull? We've, we've got a centre for assessment and emergency accommodation which provides 20 emergency bed places and that can be increased by a further 20. Part of the ethos of that project is that nobody will be barred from that, from that hostel. There always has been, in, well in every major city, a problem of people who present with chaotic lifestyles who get banned from supported accommodation. And they then get in this like chain, they go in one place, get chucked out of there, they have a period of time sleeping up on the streets and they go back. Um, the purpose of this project that we've commissioned is that that has to stop. And people who are presenting with chaotic lifestyles have got to be dealt with um, in a different way. In addition to that project, we've also got 161 other units with direct access accommodation for homeless people in the city. That doesn't include other units that we've got, which are not direct access, but nonetheless are assisting people who, um, <coughs> who are homeless. And I'm often asked about, if you like, the provision of temporary support accommodation in Hull. And per thousand head of population, Hull has got the most units of support accommodation in the Yorkshire and Humber region. So we do have a lot of units of support accommodation. We do work in hospitals and work in prisons, assisting people um, when they're being discharged from hospital or when they're being released from prison. Um, we have set up, and to the case of Jerome, who runs it, the Umber Help website. Anybody can access that. Um, that gives people advice, organisations and individuals on to access, how to access services in the city including those which are provided by church groups or voluntary organisations. And we do promote um, Streetlink. Streetlink is a national um, approach whereby if a member of the public sees somebody that they think is sleeping rough on the street, they've got a number to ring, Streetlink then gets in touch with the local authority and we will follow that up the next day and go to the place where the person was seen sleeping rough. And there is actually a street link, a card with the street link number in all your bags that you've been given. 
And finally, where, where do we go, how do we go forward on this? And I, I think to me, the common goal for all of us waking in the field of, of homelessness is that surely we're, we're here to eradicate <coughs> rough sleeping and eradicate homelessness wherever we can. And I think <coughs> we all have got a role to play, but I think the important thing is that we all play together that we all understand and communicate what we're doing so that, that can, we can all com- complement each other on, as I say, which has got to be the common goal of eradicating homelessness. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you.